Welcome back to the More Sports Please podcast. I am your co-host, Jacob Herbert, and I'm here with my other two co-hosts. Say your names. Uh, hi, I'm Gavin. And I'm Jacob. And you might recognize our voices. You might not, depending on if you're a longtime supporter, if you're just now tuning in. Back in the day with our podcast, we had several other people on here. We had six. Six, I think, was the most we had. And, you know, we're making our long-awaited return, and we I, we wanted to make several changes. And one of those changes was reducing the amount of people we have on our podcast to make it less hectic. So everybody has a chance to speak, and nobody's talking over each other, and no one's trying to interrupt people. So we're going to reintroduce ourselves and pretend like nothing – or pretend like we have to restart. We're getting – a lot of stuff taken over. We're going to start fresh with a lot of things. We will update you throughout the show about what we're getting new, what's staying the same. But I can tell you this. Us three will be on every episode, whether it's all three of us, two of us, or even just one of us. We've got co-hosts around that will like to come on, but we are the three main hosts. So let's introduce ourselves. I'm going to say little things about myself, sports-wise, what I do. My name is Jacob. I'm a big Pittsburgh fan. Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, all that good stuff. Um, I used to watch basketball a lot when the Warriors were good. I hopped. I was a Warriors fan the the year before they got Kevin Durant. Not the year before they got Kevin Durant. The year before they won against the Cavs. So I hopped on right before the bandwagon was opened. But I have yet to keep up with basketball as much as I used to. Big Bam Adebayo fan. But other than that, I don't keep up much with teams. Um... Played a lot of video games, had the Steelers logo tattooed on me, looking to get the Penguins and Pirates down the road, and that's me. So, Gavin, tell them about yourself. Hi, uh, I'm Gavin. Uh, I'm a fan of pretty much everything Philadelphia, the Eagles, Flyers, Sixers, Phillies, Fusion, all the big ones. I'm also, uh, in terms of college, I am a fan of the Miami Redhawks, and that's Miami of Ohio, not Florida. And I also pay attention a little bit to uh, Michigan football. Neat. All right. Uh, Jacob, you want to go ahead? Uh, how's it going, everybody? Uh, again, my name's Jacob. Um, I'm a big fan of pretty much anything Cincy sports that doesn't start with the letter X. Um, been rooting for the Bengals and the Reds pretty much ever since I was a kid. Um, started following FC Cincinnati soccer as well when I um, – started going down to Cincinnati to go to school. Um, big Bearcats fan, of course, as well. Um, and I also am a fan of the uh, 76ers, so Gavin and I share a little bit of Philly love, um, as well as the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, kind of hopped on them when they were announced to have a team. And uh, also a fan of the Houston Outlaws for anyone who watches eSports. Um, and, uh Yeah. Just a college student, music fan, sports fan. Um, yeah, that's pretty much me, I guess. Awesome. And like I said, if you case can't tell already, there are two Jacobs. Mine's with a K, his is with a C. The way you can differentiate us is my team's good, his team's bad. So. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but hockey, we can make an argument. Ho- hockey, yeah. you can make an argument. Baseball, you you have baseball more than I do. The Reds right, are way more, the Reds are twenty times better than the Pirates. Well, for now, we just can't. We we get good players and we send them to other places. Uh, that's kind of us right now. I'm hoping we can somehow bring back Trevor Bauer, but 
a little nervous about that. We'll see. We'll see what happens where he ends up going. But yeah, we just yeah. traded Josh Bell, which was our he's our first baseman, was our biggest home run hitter other than Frazier and um, the young gun that just came on. I forget his name. Shit, I'll find his name later in the show. But now that we're done with introductions, let's get right into the show. So, we've got a lot of topics to touch on today, but we're going to start touching on the most recent one that happened. Uh, Today is Saturday, January 2nd, so yesterday was the college football playoffs started. Ohio State versus Clemson and Notre Dame versus Alabama. We'll talk in depth more about OSU and Clemson. We're just going to touch on the Alabama game because there was nothing really to go in depth on. Bama railed Notre Dame. Yeah, I think we're pretty much all expecting that. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that one was going to be rough, and we pretty much all knew that was coming. Yep. Najee Harris had a nice little hurdle, and that's the only clip I saw of that game. I did not watch it because we all knew the outcome. So yeah, I watched it, but um, we can chat a little bit about the box scores. I just pull it up a little bit. I mean, it's thirty-one fourteen. Alabama had a fourteen nothing lead in the first quarter. Then it was twenty-one seven. Then it was twenty-eight seven. It just you know. It, it was never ever in reach for Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh Mac Jones pulling some I mean, he's showing Heisman caliber numbers, four touchdowns, twenty five for thirty with two hundred and ninety seven yards. As G. Harris is as well, with hundred and twenty five yards on fifteen carries, averaging eight point three yards per carry. But other than that, I mean it's Bama. What do you expect? Yeah. I um I actually I didn't watch that game. I wasn't um in the house when that game was going on, so I didn't catch that one, but um I from my takeaways from it as far as I know from what I saw about it, I will say I kind of wonder if this is going to get Nick Saban and the team kind of fired up going into the national championship game because uh from what I understand and what I heard um Saban was not happy about this game only being a 17 point game. He kind of like they were up um well they have 31 after the end of the third quarter. I, was, I heard I heard someone say they they wanted to put up 60. Yeah, they <laughs> so you know, yeah. I'm kind of wondering if they'll uh go insane about that. And it's also just a bummer in my opinion that Ian Book went out like that. Uh dude was a stud for Notre Dame uh over his whole career and it's just a shame that I mean, he didn't even score a touchdown in his last game in the uh, in the blue and gold. So it's, it's just a bummer. It is, but I mean, with going to Notre Dame comes the consequences, and it's always failing short and falling short in big games. Oh well, yeah. All right, now we'll touch on the good game that happened in the first half. That was good. First quarter that was good. Other than that, it was a blowout. Which was shocking to me. I did not see Ohio State blowing out Clemson like they did. Me neither. And I'm going to make a controversial statement. Oh. But Justin Fields showed that he has a legit case to be first overall. Hmm. Interesting take. I can see that take, but, I mean, he did. He made that one bad interception that was just head scratching but other than that yeah. he went absolutely ham on that Clemson defense his arm and accuracy he really showed that off 
I mean, he was hitting yeah. receivers deep downfield. I mean, only where his receiver could get the ball, other than that interception, like you said, triple coverage back of the end zone. I don't know what you're thinking, but don't get me wrong. Trevor Lawrence will go first, but I think Justin Fields has proven his case that he can go first. Yeah, this this was um, I think this was more of an important game, at least for an individual player standpoint. I think this was more important for Justin than it was for Trevor, because obviously we all know how great, how elite and how highly touted uh, Trevor Lawrence is, but a lot of questions were raised this year with how Justin Fields uh, is, how good of a prospect he will be for the NFL, and I mean, some people were saying that he may not be the second quarterback to go off the board, and uh, some people were saying that he would be the second player to get off the board, and uh, I think he had a lot more to prove in this game, and I think he really showed it. I mean, he just... Fields played backyard football. That's all he did that entire game was he just went off, and I think he shut a lot of people up um, that were criticizing him through the season. He did. And the thing about, like you said, Trevor Lawrence, he had nothing to prove. He has nothing to prove. But he looked like a human. Yeah, surprising. <laughs> he looked stoppable. Honestly, I, I'm kind of curious. I want to know your guys' opinions on this. If you look at – I'm going to pull up the stats from that game real quick. If I remember correctly, when they were showing the passing stats that Trevor had in that game – I feel like he his stats made it look like fairly good, like it was a fairly good game, but like when just from the eye test it just seemed like something was off the entire time. I mean, if you look at his stats he put up, he you know, had he was fairly accurate in the game, 33 for 48. He put up 400 yards, threw a couple TDs and a pick. But it's just like during the game it didn't feel like it was that polished yeah right yeah did you guys kind of get that feeling yeah it, I, he just off it didn't look like your average trevor lawrence game yeah it, it just i mean like you said box score it really does help him. he's throwing 400 yards and all that but i mean he had 10 carries don't get me wrong college football every quarterback has to be mobile in college football mm-hmm he yeah. is not the most mobilist quarterback. Ten carries for negative eight yards. I don't know why he kept trying to take it. It just it wasn't working out, and they tried to go back to the well one too many times, and one of those times it resulted in a fumble. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Were you saying something a little bit ago, Gavin? Yeah, I, I think well, also you have to look that Trevor Lawrence, and get they were playing behind a lot of the game, but he had to throw the ball 48 times. And that is that is, that is a lot, and I can it can take a toll on that arm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and, but also, uh, speaking not just about quarterbacks, how about Cornell Powell out of Clemson? Even with this loss, this dude looks like a stud. Yeah, he. I mean, he really does. He had eight receptions for 139 yards, and his average catch went for 17 and a half yards. He, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's no Jamar Chase, but mm-hmm. 
No, but he's got a shot of being the third or fourth receiver taken off. His route running just looks so polished as a college player. And that's another thing with Clemson, I think, is they're not built to come back from behind. Yeah, they're they're used to dominating you on the field. Right. Trevor Lawrence is used to being up big numbers. He's not Depending on where he gets drafted to, uh, oh no, he's gonna he's gonna have to play from behind, no matter if he goes to Jacksonville or New York, which he will be in Jacksonville. Yeah, but, yeah. If some case, well, if if Jacksonville's front office decides to draft Justin Fields, they're they're both not built to play from behind. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that is. I'll, oh, go ahead. Uh, considering, I think the first overall pick, in my opinion, is going to be Trevor Lawrence. But also depending on who the Jaguars take as their new head coach, I've seen on Twitter uh, today people talking about maybe Day, the Ohio State coach, going to Jacksonville, and he's really big on Justin Fields. So it would be interesting to see. No, I don't see him leaving OSU. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement. If it was – if he had been there for a longer time span, I think he maybe would – um, or at least maybe take that consideration. I mean, if they are, if they're giving him calls, if Jacksonville calls him, he's going to pick up the phone and at least talk about it. But I don't see him leaving OSU after just two seasons, even if they cap it off with a national championship. But um, right. it would make for an interesting scenario of uh him being in that front office with the first overall pick and. It really would, and the problem with them going after Day, I know Jacksonville's desperate need of a coach, but Ryan Day isn't he, – he's he's not a proven coach winner, you know? He's, what, two seasons at Ohio State under his belt, two, three as head coach? That's the second season, second yeah. Second season at Ohio State as under head coach. There's two sides. I don't see him leaving because he's been there – not he hasn't been there that long. And on the other – on the flip side – only two years as Ohio State's head coach. I could coach Ohio State and probably take them to the championship. But I think uh, I think you could. The only scenario where I think you see coaches move on from a job after having as successful of a stint as Ryan Day has had is when you are a coach at say a team in the Sun Belt or a team in the Mac or the American or something like that. And you are getting an offer to go to a power five school after you go like 25 and three over a couple of seasons, you know, something like that. I think then you would see a coach jump off, but I don't, I don't see a coach of at Ohio state leaving after two years, even if it is for a job in the NFL. I mean, I could be completely wrong. Like we we, you never know what could happen, but I just don't foresee that, especially leaving that program. Right. When yeah. has when's the last time a college head coach has jumped up to the professional league, other than Chip Kelly? Um. So there have been a few instances of that. One that pops off the top of my head. This isn't a recent one, but Nick Saban was at LSU and won a national title. And then he got the job at Miami to coach the Dolphins. And he went, I think, 16 and 16 over two seasons. 
yeah. got fired and went to Alabama. Um, who else has there been? I mean, there is a oh Cliff Kingsbury from yes. uh, Texas Tech. He's in his uh second season, second year, second year. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's. I, and, I think he's a little bit of a divided opinion on him. Right. I was going to say, you could even make the argument that he's not doing good. Because, I mean, I yeah, yeah, the Cardinals are in the playoff hunt right now and all that. But, like, there have been some games where they should win and they're getting, I mean. I, I think the problem with that Cardinals team is that they don't have an identity. Yeah, you got a it, point. Watching them, just the culture over there is just kind of weird. They're like so they, inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're not like a a Tennessee where you insert your new quarterback and, you know, you get your coach there, establish the culture, and you pound the ball and destroy them. You right. know, it's some it, – I mean, to say that they – their identity basically is Kyler Murray, that's pretty much it. But, I mean, even then it's just been really inconsistent. And right, and oh. if their identity is Kyler Murray, then their identity really is inconsistency, because even <laughs> Kyler Murray is inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could also just expect that when your your team is largely, I mean, not entirely, but largely relying on your quarterback to win you games, and he's still only in his second season in the NFL. I mean, you know, he's not going to. The fact that I think they've gotten to the playoff hunt i think it is impressive and granted they did make some moves for that to happen <coughs> thanks bob <laughs> uh you know but still it's just like that the amount of talent that team had if you told me going into the season that they were going to win the nfc west i wouldn't have been that surprised especially with even with how competitive that division is yeah but, i mean they're they might finish eight and eight i, I was gonna make that same argument that cardinals team their defense I mean, at at worst is average. Their offense has way too many star talent on the receiving and running back and quarterback to be going eight and eight. Kyler Murray is good. DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and Kenyon Drake. I don't know if there's anybody in front of him or behind him. Nothing comes to him mind right now. But correct me if I'm wrong. He's the starter, right? Uh, Kenyon Drake. There's um. Shoot, who's the other? I think Kenyon is the starter. Okay. Um, Let me pull there's another ball. running. There's another running back that he shares snaps with. I've, I remember him. I can't think of him for some Chase reason. Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Yes. That, that's yeah. a that's a damn good running back duo. And for them to just they're they're just in the hunt. I get Murray's Murray's out this next game, and we'll talk more about that when we get into the topic of Week 17. Murray, Murray is actually in this game. He will play. He will play. He said in a press conference the other day he will be playing. Okay, because I wasn't sure. But we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that in a later topic. Um, actually, that might be a good transition because there's not really much to talk about more of college football. Unless I mean, you wanted to touch on the bowl games. Predictions for the championship. Oh, maybe. Bama. Bama. Yeah. Bama by 20. Yeah, Bama. All right, that was quick. going <laughs> <laughs> to be that much of a blowout. Dead I just to Damn. be honest, to be honest, I think this will be a fairly close game. The last time Ohio State and Alabama played each other, 
it was a slugfest that entire time. That Sugar Bowl back in 2014, that was an intense game. I think Ohio State is playing their best football right now. I will, I do think they will at least punch them in the mouth, and it will be a fight. Bama's got the best running back quarterback duo in all of college football. I get that, but to be fair, we also didn't give Ohio State a chance going into this game. I still would say I think Bama's going to win, but I think it is going to be fairly close. I want to touch on another college football topic real quick. Just touch on it. Um, Kyle Trask really hurt his draft stock. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Playing in that game against the Sooners. Uh That was was rough. And to be honest... I'll go ahead. I only watched the first part of the first quarter because I was at a wings place on a date. And from what I I saw him throw three interceptions and I did not watch the rest of the game. Yeah, I, um, I will say, um, I would not be lying to say I wasn't, uh, smirking a little bit at that game considering I am a Bearcats fan and we were ranked eighth. And at the time, we were undefeated, and we were behind them when they were seventh with three losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got that wrong. I don't, I know we lost to Georgia, but that was by th- that was by three, basically in a road game at Atlanta, and they had Florida ahead of us. I th- that was that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> hey, Cubs mad. I was a little <laughs> mad, but it's it's okay. That's. That's all. all. All right. Let's touch on a couple games in week 17, and then we'll do our predictions for week 17. Um, we'll start off with the 1 o'clock games on Sunday. Giants-Cowboys. Giants win, and they're in, right? Or do they need a they need a Giants? The Cowboys need to win, and the football team has to lose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm honestly hoping the football team gets in more than Dallas. I really hope Dallas doesn't get in. I really hope we could throw an AFC team on that side because there's going to be the Browns, Ravens, Colts, Dolphins, and there's another team, I think. The Titans. The Titans. One of those teams is not going to get in, which sucks because they're all good. Yep. That's just how the yep. playoffs work. It's yeah. every year with the AFC. Even last year, one year when we went, when we did, would have went into the playoffs with our record and it came down to the wire. It's every year with the AFC, and now that they extended it, it's still the same thing. There's yeah. always going to be one AFC team that is really good that's going to miss it, and one yeah. NFC team that is not good and is going to get in. I mean, it's just that's what happens. When I mean, I don't know what else. I I would still say you still need division champions to get in because you know the fact of the matter is you're going to play the teams in your division more. Someone's Someone out of that group of teams that play each other has to make the playoffs. Yeah, but it, it it's it's just an unfortunate reality of how f- football goes. I guess. I mean, we have the same issue with baseball and uh, the NBA. You know, Western Conference teams all the time are the nine seed, and they're like, "Well, I wish we were in the East right now." You could make a case that if put records aside, records aside. And the way teams are playing right now, you could make a case that every four AFC North team deserves to be in there over any single of those NFC East teams. I would agree for the most part, yeah. I would 
Excuse me. Put a little bit of an asterisk by that, just with the fact that I think the if you've had them play each other on a neutral site, it may not go this way. But I think the Cowboys maybe are playing some better football than some teams right now. Now, not all those AFC teams, but they can maybe beat out one of them. I am not trying to give away or mislead any of my personal predictions on this, but. I am a little worried about how the Browns have looked as of late and the Cowboys have been playing better. So if they were to play each other, I don't know how that would go, but wait, Herbert, uh, what was your take? Your take was that I, AFC- my take was all AFC North teams could have an argument to be in the playoffs oh, over any NFC East team. I thought you were saying the AFC wildcards. <laughs> I don't think the bang. I think I would take the Washington. And I, I said records aside, the Bengals are playing their best football. Well, have you seen that Washington defense? Have, you know, who's 11 and 0. Have I seen that Washington defense? Yes, I've seen that Washington defense. But the thing is, pass rush is dangerous. And that, the Bengals O line? The Bengals are playing. That's the, what happened earlier. That's that's who we played when Joe Burrow got injured. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But the Bengals are playing the best football they've played. They just beat uh, the Sean Watts and J.J. Watt Texans team that has been lackluster all year. And they beat an 11-2 Steelers team at Cincinnati I think that on a Monday less, night game. I think that shows less of the uh, Bengals being good and more of the Steelers being overrated. <laughs> I, I was very happy to see that game go our way, but yeah, for the most part, I would agree with you. I think the Bengals did come out with a chip on their shoulder, but... Don't get me wrong. Part of that is because the Steelers didn't show up. Sorry, Herbert. Well, I've got an argument when we come up with this next game. Uh, Steelers-Browns, <laughs> 1 o'clock. Um, Steelers are resting their starters because we already booked a trip to the playoffs. Uh, whether it's going to be the second or third seed is still undetermined. If Buffalo ends up losing to Miami and we beat Cleveland, then we get the second seed. If Buffalo loses and we lose, Buffalo gets the second seed. And then obviously if we lose and Buffalo wins, we get the third seed. Um, So I don't expect to win this game. I get Cleveland still has their wide receiver core on the COVID reserve list, but Joe Hayden just hit the COVID list. Ebron just hit the COVID list and Marsh, a guy we just signed defensive lineman just hit the COVID list. Ben is out. Pouncey's out. Hayward's out. Watts out. All because they're our starters and they're getting rest. Um, Edmonds is out with an injury. We're just going to rest him too. And Boswell is out with an injury. We're resting him too. We have a lot of people out for resting and a lot of people out with COVID. I don't expect to win. Right. It'll be Miles. The only reason... I have a slight chance of hope that we win. Is I think Mason Rudolph comes out and thinks this is a revenge game and unleashes hell. I can see that happening. Because it's back in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And my point earlier about the Steelers, you said they were overrated. I believe they're back. That Steelers team we've seen 11 weeks. I wouldn't even see 11 weeks. 10 weeks. The team against Baltimore on the quote-unquote Thanksgiving game was not the same Steelers team we saw all year. I think the Steelers team that played... Baltimore in Baltimore is back because of that comeback victory over Indy in that fourth quarter where Ben and Matt Canaday took over play calling. Are they going to keep doing that or 
they're going to put it back in your OCs. I hope not. I hope Ben has more control over play calls because Randy Fickner has six plays in his playbook and half of them are running back dives and the other one are screens. He's not... Uh, uh, Pittsburgh has always had an offensive coordinator issue. It's Todd Haley. Now we're at Randy Fickner. We haven't had a good offensive coordinator since I don't know. <laughs> I think... I'm Yeah. Uh... Our last good offensive coordinator, and even good is parenthesized because Ben, I think, still threw a lot of picks, was Bruce Arians. Oh, that was a while ago. <laughs> 2000 and whenever we played the Cardinals. He, 2008? I think, I think he was our OC that year. Maybe. But still. Um. I'm still uh, – we'll do predictions after later. But, I, I mean, like I said, I don't expect us to win. I would love to win, but I don't expect us to. I get that. I get that. But, I mean, that also that Cleveland team, they just lost to the Jets. Granted, they had Walmart cashiers as receivers. Mm-hmm. But, the, I mean, you still – the Jets are looking good. <laughs> Jets are coming out to play, and, and that's – I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the Jets aren't not talented. I mean, they got some good players on that team. It's just the coaching is so bad. <laughs> and they did yeah. take a step in the right direction of getting Greg Williams out of there. Yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, obviously there needs to be more cleaning house. But as the re- we all expected earlier this season and the report came out today, that will be happening with uh, <laughs> Adam Gaze, a certain fella in the head coaching position. Gaze is being fired from what has dropped earlier on the NFL mobile app. Out time. Speaking of Jets, one o'clock game, New York against New England. Both teams are eliminated from playoff contention. New England is resting majority of their players. They have nothing to lose. New- the Jets have nothing to gain or lose. Aside from the second so- overall pick. So the Patriots are resting a bunch of starters? Uh, from what I heard, they're not activating Julian Edelman off the injured reserve list. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if Cam's playing or not. Honestly, if I were if I were Bill Belichick, even if Cam is good to play, I would still play Stidham because I'd want to see what I have in him for a full game. Breaking coaching news. Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore is expected to sign an extension with the team, bypassing an opportunity to become the head coach at his alma mater, Boise State. So Kellen Moore is returning to Dallas. Dallas. Interesting. But yeah, back to the Jets-Patriots. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I think the Jets have an actual legit shot of winning because I think the Patriots have given up. Yeah, I can see that. I will say the Patriots have not looked good this year, but I will still give credit to Bill Belichick considering all the opt-outs he had, the fact that he lost one of the most accomplished quarterbacks of all time and basically had to pick it all up in the middle of the COVID season. The fact that he's the team has at least been competitive for a good stretch of the season I think is a testament to him as a coach. I think a lot of coaches that go out there would have it, it would be picking first or second overall with that roster. Tomlin wouldn't. 
Well, Tomlin is one of the best coaches <laughs> in the NFL. You just saying, say. you, you just giving props to Belichick made me think of last year how we went eight and eight with Duck and Rudolph at quarterback. That that was that was an incredible, again, incredible work by Tomlin. You know, that was most coaches would not have done that well, especially since this is an offensive league and they had no offense at all. We still didn't. For the past three games, we still didn't have an offense with Ben back, but I mean, it's starting to come back now. But that's beside the point. We're on to different games. Mm-hmm. Uh, one o'clock game Sunday, Baltimore Cincy. Please, I'm asking <laughs> your team to play. Spoiler to this: this is the last team I want to see in that playoffs because they uh, I, are cooking. I get you. It wouldn't be the first time the Bengals have uh, eliminated the Ravens in Week 17. Yes, yeah. sir. That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, I'll I'll give a little bit more insight for my opinion on that game when we get to the actual predictions and stuff. But I will say, um, I don't know the official injury report. I haven't heard anything since about this time yesterday. But I did see that about a dozen Ravens players, a dozen, ten, a dozen, something like that. There's a lot of Ravens players that are questionable for the game. Obviously, that's not all doubtful or out or anything like that. But when you have that many players with limited practice on a road game, I would think some of those guys are going to be out. Now they may play a lot of them considering it is a winner go home. Well, not completely winner go home, but you know how that is. Right. With a game that important, they may try to get a lot of those guys in. But it uh, it is interesting when there's that many guys banged up. Yeah, and I will be rooting for you guys probably more than I'll be rooting for my team. I will be rooting very hard for us I would going rather, into this game. I would rather see I would rather see Cleveland and Indy than Baltimore because we the way, have, we have proven we can beat in those two teams. We I mean I get yeah. we've proven we can beat Baltimore, but you know playing that playing Baltimore three times a year, I would rather play Cleveland three times a year than Baltimore. I get that. Um, the I had a train of thought, but I just lost it. Uh, my, I will be rooting for the Bengals to win. Um, and I think the last few weeks, and understandably so, considering how bad we were this year and the last couple of years, um, a lot of people have just penciled that in as an automatic W for the Ravens. Um, they did that with the Texans. They did that with the Steelers. I would not count out the Bengals considering they have played hard. They're playing with a lot of heart right now. And I think Zach Taylor put it best the other day. He said, you know, it's, there's no, you know, it's a divisional game. It's always going to be hard fought. Um, You know, these guys hate the Ravens and the Ravens hate us. So I expect the Bengals to come out full force. And I don't think, I don't think we're going to lay down and die. Like a lot of people think we will. All right. One o'clock game, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. Um, Tampa Bay's already clinched a playoff spot, I believe, and obviously Atlanta's already been eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if Brady's sitting or not. I don't think he is, but I don't. I could be wrong. I'm still picking Tampa. But whoops, we're not doing predictions yet. <laughs> I I still. I mean. I don't think it's going to be that much of a game. Yeah, yep. Tom Brady and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
Sunday, 1 o'clock, two teams that have been eliminated from playoffs, Minnesota and Detroit. That's good old NFC North slugfest. Yeah, and I much to get- talk about there. It's the big game, one of the bigger games on Sunday, Miami and Buffalo, 1 o'clock. Buffalo wins, and they clinch the second seed. Miami wins, and I believe they're in. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's winning in for the Dolphins. Yeah. This will be, I think, Miami, Cleveland, Buffalo, and Tennessee all control their own destiny. And ten and Indy needs a loss from either one of those teams. Yeah, Indy needs a little bit of help. But everyone else can win and get in. Which is insane. It's it's nice to have a stress-free week 17. Because <laughs> I haven't had one of those in a while. But I'm rooting for Miami because I really would like that second seed so we can erase the fact whether we play Baltimore if they win or lose. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take on a Baltimore squad. Yeah, I get that. Uh, 425 game, Jacksonville at Indy. Obviously, Jacksonville beat Indy week one, and Jacksonville has not won since. Bookends. I doubt it. <laughs> win the first game, win the last game. Why not? If if Indy wants any shot of getting in the playoffs, they have to beat Jacksonville. Yeah. Is uh is Gardner starting or is it uh? Well, I think it's um, I think it's Clonin. There's not much to say on the NFL mobile app. That's where I'm getting all the games from. I think. Glennon, or I think Gardner's starting. I think he started last game, but I mean, it's not like it's going to matter. Cause yeah, curious. But another big game, four twenty-five game, Green Bay at Chicago. Green Bay wins; they clinch the first seed. If Chicago wins, they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Green yep. Green Bay is five and zero all time versus Chicago in Week Seventeen. I should have been reading these stats that are under the games. Five and zero all time against Chicago. <laughs> they've only played Chicago in Week Seventeen five times. That's surprising. Yep. Yeah. That's that's really surprising. Huh. These next these next three, I think, have a lot to do with. I they either have to do with the one seed or the last spot. Four twenty-five game, Seattle at San Francisco. If Green Bay loses and Seattle wins, they can clinch the first seed. If the Niners win, they not, they can't do anything. Nothing happens. <laughs> they can't get in. Yeah, uh, it's just playing for pride. Yeah. Sunday, four twenty-five, Arizona at Los Angeles. If LA wins, they're in. If the Rams lose, Chicago's in. Oh, Chicago. Wait. This one is a weird scenario. I do remember that. This is the Los Angeles Rams, just for clarification. Yeah, the Rams. It's um the Bears are eight and seven and the Rams are nine and six, but the Bears are in playoffs right now. Let me double check the playoff scenarios because the Bears have the tiebreaker over the Cardinals. I do know that. And the Rams are a game ahead, but I believe the Cardinals beat the Rams earlier in the season. Um, 
So the Rams can clinch with a win or a Bears loss. Cardinals can get in with a win. If they lose, they're out. Huh. So they they would get the tiebreaker over the Rams in the event that they have the same record. Um so they would have they would both be nine and seven and they would get the tiebreaker there. Oh okay. and so that would knock the Rams out at least. The Bears can get in with a win or a Cardinals loss because they just need to stay ahead of Arizona. That's a, a really weird scenario. Yeah, it's I mean it is kind of the smaller version I think of the AFC playoff picture, but it's also the Rams and Cardinals play each other, so it's a, just less games involved. I don't know, but Huh. So the the Bears get in with a win, and then the Rams get in with a win. Any of these teams could get in with a win. A win by any of them gets them in the playoffs. But the Rams and Cardinals play each other, so they could knock each other out. But the Rams do have another avenue to get in with a Bears loss. Bears have an avenue to get in with a Cardinals loss. So all the bear, all the Bears need to do is win. All the Bears, Bears clinch with a win or, or a Cardinals loss. So if they yeah. win, they're good. Any of these teams can get in with a win. The Rams and the Bears also have back doors. The Cardinals have to win. Okay. If the Cardinals lose, they're out, no matter what. Okay. Um. So I'll run through these games, and we'll talk about the AFC clinching. Um. Sunday, 425, Titans and Texans, another team that clinches the AFC South if they win. Uh, 425 game is Vegas at Denver, two teams that are fighting for pride. Um, 425 game, Chargers at Chiefs. Uh, Chargers, Chiefs are resting their starters because they've clinched the first seed. 425 game, New Orleans at Carolina. New Orleans wins... New Orleans need I think they're in playoffs obviously but if they win plus a Green Bay loss plus a Seattle win they get the first seed and with a win plus a New Orleans loss plus a Green Bay loss Seattle gets the first seed and then the Sunday night game is Washington and Philly sir football team can clinch with a win Gavin what are your thoughts on that game uh, I mean, uh, the Eagles really have nothing to gain by winning here. They have a lot to lose by winning here. <laughs> um, the Eagles aren't, I think the Eagles just looking at their injury report, you know, they got Fletcher Cox out, Derek Barnett out, uh, a bunch of other people. Let me look, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, all out. I think they're pretty... Not obviously, but it feels like they're just not worried, not trying to win this game. They're throwing in the towel. Yeah. yeah. Washington has a, a lot to play for. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. That, yeah. The AFC playoff clinching scenarios for week 17. I'll go down the list as it's a lot. Titans win and they're in. Or Baltimore loss or an Indy loss, or a Miami loss. 
Same thing goes with the Dolphins, the Ravens, and the Browns. Like I said earlier, win and they're in. Or for the Dolphins, it's win or Baltimore loss or Cleveland loss or Indy loss. Ravens, it's win or Cleveland loss or Andy loss. All the Ravens really need Indy to lose. It doesn't matter if the Titans lose. Obviously, they can't get that fourth seed. <laughs> the Browns is a win or an Indy loss or a Tennessee loss plus a Baltimore win plus an Indy win plus a Miami win. So basically win or have Indy lose. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> and Indy is win, and one of the following has to happen. Tennessee loss, Baltimore loss, Cleveland loss, or Miami loss. So literally any of the other teams. Right. Win, win, and someone has to lose. Titans can clinch the AFC South title with a win and a Colts loss, and the Colts can clinch with a win plus a Titans loss. Yep. All right. Let's go through our predictions. It is. This week 17 is really crazy. Yeah. This this feels like one of the more exciting ones we've seen in a while, I think. It really does. Yeah. All right. Week 17 predictions. Cowboys, Giants. I'm going Cowboys. Uh, I am also going with the Cowboys. I'm also going to go Cowboys. I'd rather see the Giants win. I think it'd be funny if they won the NFC East. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that Cowboys. The Cowboys' offense has been playing well. So, uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I will say, if the Giants end up winning the division, this will officially be the worst division in NFL history. <laughs> Six and ten division champions. That is the worst, I think, ever. Um, I'm kind of rooting for the Cowboys. I don't say that very much, but it's just because Andy Dalton's playing, and I still love him as quarterback. So I, I hope they win for him, but that's, that's the only rationale I have. Otherwise, I don't like Dallas. Steelers-Browns. They got the Brownies winning this. I also have the Brownies winning this game. I'm picking the Steelers. Okay. I don't expect to win, but a Mason Rudolph win would be great. Wait, so you don't expect? <laughs> I don't expect to win. <laughs> I don't expect to win, but I'm picking them because I feel bad if I pick anybody else. Fair yeah, enough. Okay. Uh, I just I. The Steelers are resting so many guys, and I think it's just a long time coming for Cleveland. That's that's the it. Browns have everything to play for right now. Yeah, it's this is one of those it's one of those games where you feel like this can't go wrong again. Like you know, this it's like it's one of those games where you feel like this finally has to break their way. And I'm, you know, I'm not. Cleveland is not my favorite team, but I. I do hope they win that game, and I, uh, for their sake and their fans' sake. Yeah, they've had it rough. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, Ravens and uh, Bengals. Uh, I am actually going to take the Bengals. I know I'm biased, and I will admit that bias, but. Uh, I'm thinking it's week 17. It's going to be chaos. There's going to be a lot of crazy things happening. Um, the Bengals have knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs week 17 before. 
the Ravens are very banged up in terms of their players. Um, I don't know how many guys are going to be out again, but it looks like there will be some injuries they're dealing with. Um, but my other thing is we're playing really hard. We're playing with a lot of heart right now. And the Bengals have actually, I saw a stat that said that we have not, we have won our last eight home regular season finales. We have not lost our last home regular season game in eight seasons, Hmm. which I think is really impressive. And I think that trend continues and he's been very quiet all year. If he, if it's pretty much the same, this game, it wouldn't surprise me that much, but I also am looking at what happens with AJ green tomorrow because he is one touchdown away from tying the all time franchise record career wise of touchdowns for the Bengals that's currently held by Chad Johnson. Um, I expect him to go off. I think he's, I think he knows this could be his last week in tiger stripes. Um, I, don't know if he's going to be back next year. And I think he's going to play lights out. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes off to try to break that record tomorrow. Uh, that's very heartwarming. I'm taking Baltimore by 20. <laughs> Understandable. Understandable. I'm taking not, but not 20, but I'm, I'm still taking Baltimore. I mean, that rushing attack that they have is just overrated. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, I, I would not say it's overrated. That one, two punch to Lamar Jackson. J.K. Dobbins, especially in this latter half oh, of the season. Oh, that rushing attack. I thought you meant their defensive line. I thought, I thought you were talking the pass rush, too, to be honest. Oh, sorry. No, for the rushing attack, as in the rushing game. Yeah. I think I think I would say it. we're going to have a hard time on defense. We obviously did last week against the Texans, but I think, we'll, uh, I think it's going to be kind of a shootout a little bit. Um, divisional game going to be kind of close and i think there's a better chance that it's a uh high scoring game maybe than a low scoring one um yeah i'm taking cincy hey there we go just because you don't want the ravens to win that and i mean i think i've seen this movie before yeah yeah that was uh that was joe flacco right that was flacco yeah That was his last uh, full season as a starter because the next year was or the next draft is when they took Lamar. Um, I believe, yeah, that was 2017, so the 2018 draft. Um, it's a different quarterback, but I mean, Lamar also hasn't played the best in January, so you know it is January third. So we'll <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> um, next up. Falcons and Tampa Bay. I'm going Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm also going Buccaneers. I just um, I said I was calling for chaos. I will say it again. Uh, Falcons trap game because why not? Week 17, just punch them in the mouth. Why not? Fair prediction. You know well, why? They are the Falcons. I will say that. <laughs> what? Why not? Well, they are the Falcons. So. Well, yeah. I'm just kind of thinking. You know, may- maybe tomorrow they try to avenge 28-3. to Who knows? <laughs> um, but they hung in there with the Chiefs. You know, I think they had a close loss recently to Tampa, too. So, uh, I don't know. I think maybe just try to finish the season off with pride. And uh, maybe they can't play spoiler, but, you know, maybe 
make them stumble into the playoffs instead of march in. Jets Patriots. Oh. Jets. I'll take the Patriots. I think the Jets are playing the best football they have ever played all season, and I think the Patriots are playing the worst football they have played all season. If thinking, uh, I'm probably going to take the Jets just because, you know, now that Gase is for sure going, maybe the players have something to play for. (laughs) I'm kind of of the opposite momentum, or momentum, the opposite (laughs) standpoint. Um, I don't think the players want Gase to stay, but I think just kind of, I think the the Jets are just kind of in the scenario where the whole team is like, let's just end the season already, you know? Uh, a division rival. I yeah, true. Uh, I don't know. I just I kind of think if this was a couple weeks ago, looking into this game, I would have said the Jets win because I think if anything else, Bill Belichick is going to try everything he can to make sure Trevor Lawrence is not in his division. But that's already a foregone conclusion. I so, think with all the beating the Patriots have done on the Jets past years, I think the Jets come out and try. Understandable. I get that. I, I'll i just – I'm rolling with New England on this one. Vikings-Lions. I'm taking the Vikings on this one. I'm also taking the Vikings. I think they're just the better team. Yep. I'm going to take the Lions. Okay. Like that. Because if this truly is Matt Stafford's last game as a Lion, I think he comes out and he balls out. Sorry, for some reason I was I had that flipped in my head. I thought you were saying if this is Matt Stafford's last game as a lion, there's no better way for it to go out than the team failing him. It <laughs> <laughs> would be abandoning to his time in Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Buffalo and Dolphins. Buffalo and Miami. I want Miami to win. Yeah. But I'm picking Buffalo. I'm also I'm... I'm sorry. Give me a second. Oh, he's leaving. He's upset we picked he's upset we picked Buffalo and he is leaving. Oh. Um we'll ask him his prediction when we get back cuz we're running on we're about to hit an hour. Oh. Jaguars Colts. 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 I think Jacksonville <laughs> starting still. Yeah. Um Green Bay and Chicago. As much as I want to see Chicago win, I think Green Bay. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. 2020 Aaron Rodgers. He's playing his ass off. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle and San Francisco. Uh, I'm probably going to take Seattle on this one, even though San Francisco played well last week. I mean, they just don't have anything to play for now. So, yeah, I'm also, right now. I'm also picking Seattle. Let Russ cook. And then the Cardinals and Rams. Oh, Jared Goff is out. Oh, and Kyler Murray's in, right? Yep. Oh. Even though that Rams defense, I mean, is one of the best in the league, I I might have to go Cardinals on this one just because of that 
the golf factor. Even though golf isn't the best quarterback, he's still the starting quarterback. Right. And not being there is going to hurt the Rams, I think. Obviously. Yeah. And I think I'm on the same point as you. I think I'm also picking the Cardinals. Um, Titans, Texans. Titans. Yeah. <laughs> the Texans don't really. Oh, I don't know. The, the speech that you see the press conference that J.J. Watt gave? No. Last week? Oh, well, it was very inspiring. <laughs> so maybe, maybe the Texans rally for a win in this Week 17 divisional matchup. But I would like to see the Texans win after that. But I'm going to take the Titans on this one. They're just the better team. And they have more to play for, obviously. Yeah. Raiders Broncos. Oh, welcome back. We'll run back through the picks. We'll we'll just kind of give you a slim through where we left off for you was the Jets Patriots Vikings Lions. Um Bills Dolphins. Uh I'm taking the Bills. I think the Bills honestly are playing the best football in the NFL right now. Yeah, we we both picked the Bills. Jags Colts. Uh Colts. Colts uh, I want to play for. Green Bay Chicago. That one's more of a toss up. But I am going with the Packers. I think Rodgers is on a mission. San Francisco and Seattle. Uh, Seattle. I think Seattle's peaking at the right time. Uh, and they just have more to play for with it, with the seating. Arizona and Los Angeles Rams. Golf is I am going with... I, yeah, that's the X factor for me. I'm going with the Cardinals in that game. And then Titans, Texans, which is where we are at now. Uh, Titans. I think the, I think Derrick Henry is going to obliterate them. All right. Uh, Raiders, Broncos, either team, both teams are garbage. Um, I think Denver can show up and actually win this kind of sneak a win out from Vegas's, Bottom. Bottom. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. Out. I think I can sneak a win out from under him. Yeah, this is the not that great of a game, but uh, I'll take the Raiders. Uh, just coin toss, really, for me. I'm taking the Raiders simply because they're uh, seven and eight, and I think there's nothing more Raiders than eight and eight records. <laughs> Fair really? enough. Chargers, Chiefs. Uh, the Chargers. Chargers. Awesome. Chargers. The Chiefs are resting literally everybody. <laughs> um, Saints, Panthers. Saints. Yeah, I think you uh, got to say the Saints as well. I actually was, for the sake of chaos, I was going to go with the Panthers, especially because the running backs are out in New Orleans. Then I forgot that Mike Davis and Christian McCaffrey are both out for the Panthers. So, yeah, it's it's pretty much the same deal. Uh, Saints. And then Sunday night, football team and Philadelphia. What do y'all think? You go first. Washington. I am going with Washington. Um, I think Washington will win, but I am going to take the Eagles <laughs> right here. Uh, even though the Eagles have everything to lose by winning, I just want to, I just, 
I want to root for my team on Sunday night football against a division rival. Wow, I didn't know your guys' record was really that bad. Yeah. <laughs> we are a bad football team. Four and Tied ten. With us. You, you literally can get anywhere from the third overall pick. Yep. The Jets can't lose the second overall pick then. I'm, I'm nope. stupid. Yeah. I do apologize for earlier in the episode. I said they could lose it, but they can't. They're Thanks. they're locked in. Wow. Washington. More to play for, but I got to go with Philly. I didn't know you guys really had that worse of a record. Damn. Yeah, yeah we get it. We're bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, the NBA. I'm just kidding. We're going on to the wild card. We'll talk about the NBA in a second. Um, wild card weekend. We'll we're kind of touch on it because we don't know all the teams yet that are going to be in it. But there will be a game on Nickelodeon. I forgot about that. <laughs> there will be a game. <laughs> there will there will indeed be a wild card game. This is breaking news. This what? What's the source, Herbert? Me. <laughs> I am the source of the wild card game. Perfect. So Nickelodeon. Huh? Wow. It, have you seen like the like the previews of uh, how they're gonna like uh, I don't know, like do like little animations during the game and stuff to make it more like kid friendly? Yeah. yeah. I actually haven't seen it. It looks fun. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's a good it, way to it looks interesting. There's going to be like a lot of slime. I think they're doing something with SpongeBob every time they score. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. But just get kids a little in more into football. Watch your football. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Side note: uh, a little bit talk of the off season. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six. Pittsburgh has twenty-six players. <laughs> You're really good at counting, or that are on their contract year. Wait, huh? <laughs> oh, and that's not including T.J. Watt on this list. Oh, interesting. Y'all got be- some decisions to make. Yeah, season over there in Pittsburgh. So, so both sides of Pennsylvania are going to have interesting off seasons for sure. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. But we'll talk about that later when it gets closer. Um, the National Basketball Association has started up again. The NBA. The NBA, and it looks like it never left because everything kind of just stayed the same. Aside from there are some crazy teams that are doing pretty good right now. I get it. It's early in the season. But um, the Warriors are still doing ass because they have nobody. But the Indiana Pacers sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference, and the Phoenix Suns sitting uh-huh. on top of the Western Conference. Sixers are at the top of the East. I thought. Sixers, okay, sorry. Pacers, <laughs> Sixers, and Hawks are tied for first at the top of the East, all of them with a 4-1 and one record. Speaking of which, got to give a little shout-out to Philly, considering they just locked up the W against the Charlotte Hornets. 127-112. Let's go. Five and one. So now we are at the top of the Eastern Conference. Not according to this. We're not going to talk about it. Anyways, (laughs) the Suns having the best record in the league right now with five and one. Yes, I get it's the start. You know, we're just now starting. But um, 
I mean, I guess that Devin Booker, Chris Paul factor really is showing. I mean, Chris Paul's good. I, he just keeps getting traded because he's up there in age. Yeah. Whoever the Suns played. Um, uh, beat the Nuggets yesterday. They beat the Nuggets, then they beat the Jazz, the Pelicans, Kings, lost to the Kings, beat the Mavericks, and that's it. That was it. Yeah. I mean, they're they're playing hard. I I kind of expect them to. Uh, I think all of us expect them to taper off a bit, but I I still think Phoenix is a playoff team going into this year. I thought they'd make it in, um, probably as like an eight seed, but uh, I mean they're off to a hot start for it. So, Good wow, those records are false. <laughs> As it sits uh-huh. right now, the 76ers are the top team in the East. Yes. yes. Because the Rockets won, the Thunder won, the Knicks beat the Pacers today. So that huh. drops them. I think, <laughs> I believe that drops them. Yeah, they're now 4-2. and two. The 76ers locked up the W against the Hornets. The Hawks are currently in a game in the fourth quarter against the Cleveland. They're down by one. And the Pelicans are beating the Raptors. Fun fact, Ben Simmons has never lost to the New York Knicks. Here we go again. <laughs> I just like to throw that out there sometimes. We were watching a game together uh, the day after Christmas. It was the Philly-Knicks game, and I think I heard Gavin say that about 18 times while we were uh, watching that game. Jesus, everyone. We were trailing from time to time, and I was like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not liking this. Because this was also after we had that scare against the Wizards. And he was like, don't worry. Don't worry. We've never lost to the Knicks with Ben Simmons. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And it worked. So, I will say. Um, way too early finals predictions. Oh, really early. Nats Lakers. Um. I hate to be like everyone else, but I mean, Nets are scary, and the Lakers are trying to go for a three-peat, even though they haven't even repeated yet. I'm going Lakers, six thirds. I knew you'd say that. (laughs) I'm biased, but I don't care. I'm saying. I'm saying Lakers, Bucks. Bucks. Yep. Bucks haven't been playing too well. They started the season. Uh, neither have the Nets. <laughs> They're sitting at the same record as the Bucks right now. I think the problem with the Nets is Kyrie and KD. I think those egos are going to clash eventually. I can see that. I can see it, but I think I've, I've, I've watched a little bit of the Nets, and I think they look really good. But they're they're kind of scary when they're playing at their uh, peak, when they're playing their best basketball. They're they're a scary team. They still have to get that whole chemistry down and everything because this is the first time Kyrie and KD have played together. But yeah, I think they will be a threat. I think they will. Okay. I think they'll get to that point where they will be scary. Obviously, we're yep. super early in the season. Bucks <laughs> lost to the Knicks by twenty. Listen, you know who would never do that? Ben Simmons. Any <laughs> given basketball <laughs> game. That's um, true. Yeah. Let's see. We can touch on another stuff. Um, right now, the Knicks would be a playoff team. <laughs> yeah. Seven seed. Sorry, I just want to throw that out there. 
we uh kind of steered away from football, but steer back into it. Uh, Haskins is gone. Bye bye. Yeah, a bust. I don't think anybody didn't see that coming. I didn't think it would happen that fast. And honestly, I, I mean, um, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But going into the during the twenty nineteen draft, I just remember when Washington got him. I was like, dude, that's going to be the steal of the draft. Yeah, that I was think very wrong. <laughs> but um, do what? <laughs> OSU quarterbacks, man, they're just not not See, for the NFL. I try. I said that, and then I forget who I was talking to. Somebody tried to make the comment and say, "Well, Justin Fields will be good in the NFL," and I'm like, "He isn't really an OSU quarterback. He's a transfer. So he's a a transfer. So you you could look at that with two arguments. On one hand, you could say that he is not an OSU quarterback because he transferred from." Or yeah, from Georgia to OSU, which that makes sense. But at the same time, then you would have to call Joe Burrow an OSU quarterback. But but here's the thing: you can make <laughs> arguments. You can make the arguments for both sides that neither of them are OSU quarterbacks. Burrow yeah. wasn't there long enough to be considered an OSU quarterback, and Justin Fields hasn't been there long enough to be considered an OSU quarterback. Yeah. Either way. The only one, the one, the one argument I can see you could consider Justin Fields an OSU quarterback is because he spent his last year there, and it's the most, you know, his most recent. But Burrow's an LSU quarterback. Somebody tried to make the point of the only time Clemson Trevor Lawrence has lost has been to OSU quarterbacks, and I'm like, well, you could throw it the other way and say the only time Trevor Lawrence has lost has not been to OSU quarterbacks. It's been to Georgia and LSU, but. It's that's neither here nor there. It'll be, yeah. it'll be interesting regardless. Um, COVID lists, we kind of touched on that a little bit. Getting a little bigger, bigger, bigger. Every week, sadly. Hopefully it doesn't affect too much in playoffs. Um, we really got two big topics to hit. We'll leave one at the end, but this one's kind of a, more of a our kind of thing for the podcast. Um, like I said earlier, we'll be getting into more changes into the podcast. Maybe I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> that's changes X reference. Um, we're getting a new logo. Yes, sir. Yep. And I'm pretty pumped about it. I want to give a shout out to Grace Cox, who is currently making our logo. A wonderful artist. I will a, say. a great artist. I can't wait yep, to yep. see it when it's done. She said it should, it might be finished by tomorrow. This we were recording this podcast on the second, so it might be finished by the third. I'm excited to see what it looks like. And hopefully it'll track more faces than a doll microphone with a football on it. <laughs> and then, go ahead. Oh, never mind. Oh, I said that's vibing. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then we'll leave off with the one topic. Um, I'm not going to say what it is, but I wrote it in Discord. It's the last one, and we're going to say one name, and people are going to have to guess what the topic is. <laughs> I think they'll know, but and I'm I'm uh, I'll let you guys go first and I'll go last. So just just say one football name. Don't even describe it. Just say his name. All right, I'll go first. Aaron Rodgers. Derek Henry. Just kidding. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Five are on agreement. Yep. 
All right, that was the NFL MVP argument. Um, <laughs> since it was going to be an easy guess, anyways, but obviously there's not much of an argument there other than literally Patrick, I guess. But still, honestly, my opinion, Derrick Henry would be like my second vote. He can't win it. He's a running back. I I get that. I get that. I am saying. Well, I mean, they just haven't won it in a long time. What about Josh Allen? Well, yeah, Josh Allen's definitely up there too. I simply say Derrick Henry would be my second vote because of the fact that he is the workhorse of the, that team. And I think in the terms of the who is the most valuable player in the NFL for their team and how they win games, I think Derrick Henry is up there. I would put Rodgers first though because he has just been tearing it up this entire year. But right. I, th- in terms of the actual like, who's the valuable player to their team? I think with the way they play games, Derrick Henry is just a monster. My second vote would be uh, Josh Allen. He's just balling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing with him is he had that stint where he didn't play good. But well, I mean, you can make the argument with Rodgers too when he got blown out by Tampa Bay. You could make that argue. I mean, Rodgers, I think, has had the most complete season from week one to week 17. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen week 17 yet. But from September through December football, I think he's been the most complete player. Derrick Henry, I think, had some slow stints in there. Josh Allen had that little stretch in the middle. And Patrick Mahomes, I think, has tapered off here at the end. So That Chiefs think- team. Yeah. Looks, that Chiefs team looks beatable. They... I could see them going back and winning the Super Bowl again, but I think Buffalo's going to give it to them. Yeah, yeah. I really think Buffalo is going to come out of the AFC, to be honest. And I think that if the Steelers and Chiefs go against each other, I think it's going to be closer than the internet and Twitter would like to make it seem. <laughs> but um, I, I know the Super Bowl is still a bit away, but I, I'm really I'd be scared to play Buffalo right now. It's you could really prove an argument for a, every AFC team, I believe, because with Mahomes and the Chiefs, I mean they're the fucking Chiefs. But if I'm a Chiefs fan and a Chiefs player, not much of a Chiefs player. If I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm afraid of those Buffalo Bills. But on the flip side, Josh Allen has zero playoff experience. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that well, it, he did have the one game, but it was not the best. It really shows when you don't have playoff experience to come in and no playoff wins, it really shows. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson. He's great in regular season, and he doesn't show up in playoffs. It's not this, oh, it's just another game type mentality. It's a win-or-go-home game, mm-hmm. and you're on the – And I mean, don't get me wrong. Biasing might play a role here, but if I'm going in the playoffs and there's a quarterback I need, I'm picking Ben because he has the most – under his belt for playoffs, other than Patrick Mahomes. Rivers, no play, hardly any playoff experience. And that's just because he's got no team built around him when he yeah. was in, at the time, San Diego. Except when you play against the Bengals, apparently. <laughs> um, Ryan Tannehill, aside from those playoff wins, they've been there. It's been Derrick Henry that's done it for him. And Derrick Henry, especially this year, He's looked great in some games, but he's also been shown he can be held in check. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's definitely a formula to beating that Titans team. Teams just have to figure it out. Right. I think, uh, you know, I think there's a if you can figure it out, there's a formula to beat any team in the playoffs. And I think the team that does that the best is going to be the one to win out. I even would say that there's one to beat the Chiefs, and frankly, it's um, keep the ball away from them and pray. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. You it's know? the way you beat the Chiefs is the same way you beat Prime Tom Brady. You chew clock and keep your offense out there as long as you can. Yeah. And, you know, the Chiefs, they can score a lot of points in a hurry, but they can also, as we've seen lately, kind of be held in check a bit. And they're just going to have, I think the best way to keep it from them is to just keep, not give them chances to go and have those explosive plays. All right. I do believe this is a good spot to end off. I almost said the playoffs. A good spot to end off the podcast. Um, we will try to make this kind of a, a, a – we are going to make it a weekly thing. We're just not sure what days it will be on. We're going to try to hit the weekend every time, Friday through Sunday, whichever one it is. But, um, yeah, this is the official return of the More Sports Please podcast. Thanks for coming back, you diehard fans that have been sitting out there. And uh, we're back. Got anything yes. to add? Go, Birds. Go, Bongles, baby. Here we go, Steelers. <laughs>